Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the federal charges filed against the man accused of breaking into Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home. Charged with kidnapping and assault, the disturbing new details tonight, including what was in the suspect's backpack, hammers, rope, zip ties, and gloves. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports from San Francisco. Terrifying Halloween stampede. Oh my God, oh my God. 154 killed, mostly young people, including two Americans studying abroad in South Korea. The big question tonight, how could this happen? The end of affirmative action? CBS's Jan Crawford was inside the Supreme Court today as the conservative court hears the landmark college cases involving Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Protecting your family. As America's vehicles get larger, it's adding a deadly blind zone. CBS's Chris Van Cleve goes in-depth on what's being done to prevent hundreds of accidents. I miss my son. This is hugs. And our exclusive interview with Bono in Ireland. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us as we begin a new week together. Tonight, federal authorities have charged the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi, husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, with assault and attempted kidnapping of a United States official. The San Francisco district attorney just announced more charges and says David DePap could face life in prison. Sources tell CBS News the suspect had a list of targets and may have been planning to attack more people. And according to a federal affidavit, the 42-year-old told police that he wanted to hold 
Speaker Pelosi hostage and, quote, break her kneecaps as a warning to other members of Congress that there were consequences for their actions. The police chief said that when police arrived at 2.31 a.m. Friday, there were only two people in the home to pap and Pelosi. He remains in the hospital tonight after undergoing surgery for a skull fracture, and the speaker is by his side. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is going to start us off from outside Pelosi's San Francisco home. Good evening, Jonathan. And what are we learning about a possible motive? And good evening to you, Nora. Federal officials describe a man driven by political extremism. The suspect allegedly planned to tie Nancy Pelosi up here at her home and injure her, all in an effort to send a message to other Democrats. Disturbing new details tonight about what allegedly unfolded inside Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco home. According to a federal affidavit, 42-year-old David DePap was found with zip ties, a roll of tape, white rope, a pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and two hammers, including one used in the assault. In an interview with police, DePap called Speaker Pelosi the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democratic Party, said he planned to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her, and if she lied to him, he would break Nancy's kneecaps. She would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. DePap, who has a history of espousing far-right conspiracies online, broke into the Pelosi home early Friday morning and demanded to see Speaker Pelosi, who was in Washington. Paul Pelosi, who was home alone, managed to call 911 from the bathroom. When police arrived, DePap got a hold of the hammer and struck him in the head several times, knocking him unconscious. Tonight, the 82-year-old is recovering in the ICU from a depressed skull fracture. His son visited him this weekend. Any updates on your father? The first is good. The first is good. There was stepped-up security outside the homes of congressional leaders this weekend, and the U.S. Capitol Police are considering enhanced measures going forward. Critics say campaign messages like this one targeting Pelosi sent a violent message. On Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan pressed Republican Congressman Tom Emmer. Why is there a gun in a political ad at all? It wasn't an ad. Hashtag I was, I was or a tweeting tweet. Out, I was tweeting out Hashtag something that I had just Hashtag fire Pelosi with a weapon. Well, now Wouldn't you're... a pink slip be more fitting if it's about firing her? Meanwhile, California Governor Gavin Newsom singled out a commentator on Fox News. I don't think anyone's been dehumanized like she has consistently. I mean, I watched this one guy, was it Jesse Waters or something on Fox News? What he's been saying about Paul Pelosi the last five, six months? Mocking him consistently? Don't tell me that's not aiding and betting all this, of course. And we reached out to Fox News and Waters for comment. We have not heard back. Meanwhile, the suspect, Nora, is expected to be arraigned as early as tomorrow afternoon. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Let's turn overseas now because South Korea's national police are apologizing tonight for not assigning enough officers to a Halloween celebration that turned deadly. The crowd was estimated at 100,000 people before a deadly stampede resulted in the deaths of at least 154 people. At least two American college students are among the dead. And we do want to warn you that some of the in images from the scene are disturbing. Here's CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. Koreans today were paying their respects and still trying to absorb the scale of this tragedy, which started out as a Halloween celebration on Saturday night. Thousands of mostly young people flooded into the narrow streets of Seoul's nightlife district. 
But the crowd grew into a lethal crush, and the Halloween party turned into a hell show. Rescue workers arrived just 10 minutes after the first SOS call, but for many it was already too late. Janelle's story was in the crowd. There was panic coming towards us, some shouts of fear, but also confusion. We didn't know really what was happening to us or in that moment. It became horribly clear when body after body was wheeled from the scene. Most of the victims were in their 20s, including two American students, Anne Gieske from the University of Kentucky, niece of Brad Wenstrup, Republican congressman from Ohio, and Stephen Blessy from Georgia's Kennesaw State. Steve Blessy is his father. The embassy called us late Saturday night, and when they said the words, uh, are you sitting down, I knew what the next words were going to be. Their families, along with dozens more across Korea, are reeling with grief after receiving news no parent should ever have to hear. The Korean government declared a week of national mourning and says it will pay for the funerals of the dead and the medical care of the injured. Nora? Elizabeth Palmer, thank you. We turn now to the U.S. Supreme Court, where justices heard arguments today in two cases on affirmative action in college admissions. The rulings could dramatically alter how universities consider race in evaluating applications. As CBS's chief legal correspondent Jan Crawford reports, the court's conservative majority appears skeptical. The extraordinary arguments, nearly five hours long, were contentious as the justices grappled with whether considering race in college admissions was a modern-day form of discrimination. We're talking about race as a determining factor in admission to Harvard. Chief Justice John Roberts clashed with a lawyer defending affirmative action at Harvard University against a challenge by Asian students who say they are held to higher standards in admissions than whites or other minorities. Race in some, for some highly qualified applicants can be the determinative factor just as being the, a, you know, an oboe player in a year in which the Harvard Radcliffe Orchestra needs an oboe player will yeah, be the tip. We did not fight a civil war about oboe players. I, we did fight a civil war to eliminate racial discrimination. But liberal justices suggested colleges like Harvard and the University of North Carolina have to consider race as one of many factors to get a full picture of a student's life experiences. Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. No one's automatically getting in because race is being used. They're looking at the full person with all of these characteristics. The court has scaled back affirmative action over the years. It said in 2003 it should not continue indefinitely. Nine states now ban it in college admissions. But civil rights lawyer Damon Hewitt, representing the University of North Carolina, says affirmative action still is crucial. When you think about a world without affirmative action, think about what our workplaces will look like, what our schools would look like. Now, opponents of affirmative action say there are other race-neutral ways to get diversity, like looking at socioeconomic factors. And that was the focus of several of those conservative justices who seemed to suggest the clock on affirmative action is ticking. Nora? Jan Crawford with those important arguments today. Thank you. 
And we learned today the identity of the man who's been charged with murdering two teenage girls in Delphi, Indiana, nearly six years ago. 50-year-old Richard Allen was arrested Friday after police made a big break in a cold case. Allen worked at a CVS pharmacy in the town, allegedly developing photos for the families of the girls for free. The grandparents of one victim, 14-year-old Liberty German, says they always felt the killer was close by, hiding in plain sight. Nothing's ever going to bring, you know, liberty back. That's just a fact. Um, will we ever be done grieving, mourning? No. That's just always going to be there. Police say the investigation is far from over. Early voting is underway in most of the country ahead of next week's critical midterm elections. According to the latest CBS News Battleground Tracker poll, nearly 8 in 10 likely voters describe things in the country as out of control. Not a good sign for the party in power. Democrats. As America decides, CBS's Nicole Killian is in Georgia, where the difference could come down to which voters turn out. Get out and vote. With just over a week until Election Day, GOP Senate nominee Herschel Walker fired back against top Democrats. Y'all saw that? Obama came in. I can tell you, he must not like Herschel Walker. Seems to me he's a celebrity who wants to be a politician. And we've seen how that goes. Are you ready to go and vote? The former president was out in force over the weekend in Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Several Senate contests hanging in the balance. Democratic candidates like Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman are trying to shore up the African-American vote. We're going to keep going hard and to make sure that we'll do everything we can. According to our CBS News Battleground tracker, 47% of black voters are very enthusiastic about voting, compared to 53% of white voters. People are tired, and, and I think the apathy is kind of thick. Rhonda Taylor is one of several volunteers trying to motivate voters in the Peach State. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Where African Americans make up about a third of the electorate. From souls to the polls to college campus visits. Latasha Brown is a co-founder of Black Voters Matter, which has launched a bus tour in key battlegrounds. I think that you're seeing what you're seeing in Georgia, we're seeing all around the country. She believes the state's record early voting turnout is an encouraging sign. Part of what I think we have to be really careful about is where there are these narratives that are actually in many ways they seek to depress the vote. We need black voters, we need white voters. Into the house of the Lord. Incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock is banking on a multicultural coalition to prevail against his opponent. I think that the differences between me and my opponent are stark. And if you want to represent the people of the state of Georgia, they deserve to know who you are and what you're committed to. The Republican Party has set up community centers here in the Atlanta area and other predominantly black cities to court African-American voters. So far in Georgia, more than 1.6 million people have cast their ballots early, many of them older black voters. So there continues to be a push to drive younger turnout. Nora? That is some big turnout. Nicole Killian, thank you. And we'll have full coverage of the 2020 midterm elections. That's next Tuesday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We hope you'll join us here at CBS News. Tonight, we go in-depth on a growing danger that parents need to be aware of. As our cars and trucks are getting bigger, so are the blind spots, even in the front. Well, now there's an effort to prevent accidents that are claiming hundreds of lives every year. CBS's Chris Van Cleve takes a look at what you can't see from behind the wheel.
<laughs> Four-year-old Hudson Foshi was a vibrant little boy. Lost in a preventable accident. In January 2019, his mother Jackie was pulling into the driveway. She thinks Hudson ran to get the mail, but from inside her full-size SUV, she says she never saw him. I was kind of like running around everywhere looking for him, and then I looked under the car and he was there. Vehicles have a blind zone directly in front of the hood that grows with the size of the car. Americans' shift to larger trucks and SUVs comes as deaths from these front-over crashes more than doubled in five years, killing over 500 in 2020. Experts say the victims are often small children. I miss my son. This is hugs. I miss watching him grow up. Inside their test facility, Consumer Reports shows us how much a driver can't see. Watch as these four young children leapfrog forward another four full spots, and they're still out of view. I can see Dylan's head. So do we get nine kids there? That zone is far longer than you think. Consumer Reports tested the front blind zones of 15 vehicles, ranging from about three feet for a small sports car to as much as 15 feet for one full-sized pickup. Consumer Reports showed us three different demos. The larger the car, the larger the blind zone. Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal is now proposing legislation to make front-facing cameras and collision avoidance sensors standard. The technology already exists, but the camera is often an expensive add-on. It's similar to backup cameras, required on all new vehicles since 2018. Safety should not be a premium feature. It should be standard just like airbags and seat belts. Jackie Foshi agrees and hopes her family's tragedy can help make cars safer. I would never want another parent to experience this. It's terrible. Automakers tell CBS News safety is a top priority and vehicles continue to get even more safe as automakers test, develop, and integrate new safety technologies. If you don't have a forward-facing camera in your vehicle already, safety experts and the auto industry agree they recommend doing a walk around the car before you get in. It's such important information. Thank you. And Chris, I'm glad you're here because there is some news ahead of the holiday travel season about a potential pilot strike. What do we know? What's really striking here is almost all Delta pilots voted to authorize a strike today. That is a warning shot fired at Delta management. Pilots are frustrated with the pace of contract negotiations. A strike is not imminent, but it is certainly something we're going to watch closely as we get into the busy holiday travel season. It could be a mess if they do. All right, Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Well, the investigation into a horrifying bridge collapse has led to several arrests. We've got that story coming up. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Every day, our world gets a little more connected but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, 
we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. In India tonight, nine people are under arrest in connection with that horrifying bridge collapse that killed at least 134 people. As many held on for their lives, hundreds fell into the river below. The suspension bridge, built more than 140 years ago, reopened last week after undergoing months of repairs. Investigators say it was overloaded with people celebrating the Hindu festival season. When we return, Taylor Swift's dominance of the music world is unprecedented. We'll tell you about the record she just broke. Taylor Swift is a mastermind of the music industry, and her new album is turning out to be a perfect 10. Swift has made history as the first artist to have the top 10 songs of the Billboard Hot 100 in the same week. All of the songs are from her 10th album, Midnight's. Swift now passes Drake, who claimed nine of the top 10 last year. She celebrated on Twitter saying, I'm in shambles. All right, the second largest Powerball jackpot in U.S. history is on the line tonight. The grand prize has grown to $1 billion. The cash option is just over $497 million before taxes. Your odds of winning? About one in $292 million. All right, we'll be right back with more of our exclusive interview with U2's frontman, Bono. Man, that sunset is Gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Finally tonight, after more than four decades and 14 studio albums, U2 remains one of the most popular rock bands in the world. We sat down with Bono and asked what has kept the band together for all these years. What do you think the secret is? It's getting harder. You know, the band has nearly broken up several times, usually after the good albums, because they're the ones you really, they really cost you in the studio. And the male ego in particular, I think, gets more brittle. And the ability to sublimate, to surrender to each other, which is essential for a band, gets harder. Well, you can see more from our interview with Bono about his new memoir, Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. That's tomorrow night on Person to Person at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific on the CBS News app. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Happy Halloween and good night.
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at paramountshop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.